The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Let's attempt this in these strange new locations. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and blasting Janis Joplin with the car windows down in any format. Nice. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we lasso the week's tech headlines, and we also have a chat about the current state of car audio. But first, some news. 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 We're in our backup bunker studio today, so things sound a little weird. That's because yeah. we're winging it. It's just a little uh, background ambient yeah, noise. Yeah, just a little you know? ambient noise. Why not? You know, you know it's hell? good to get out of the house every once in a while. Yeah. Go podcast someplace else. <laughs> yeah, so we got to switch it up on occasion. Yeah. Switching so, it up. That's what we're doing. Yeah. And and there was some things in the news this week. So There's always things in it's, the news. It's the same content of the show. It's yeah. just we're, yeah. we're podcasting from a different That's uh, right. spot in our uh, un- undisclosed recording That's location. That's right. Undisclosed. Yeah. Nobody knows we're recording. Yes. Deep, deep in the bowels of New York. Deep in the bowels of New York. No one can understand. We we could be in those tunnels underneath Rockefeller Center, but if you keep going, you end up in Chinatown. I Mm -hmm. just, I I actually, I was thinking just that. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I know. Is it your turn to borrow the brain tonight or mine? Anyway, let, let, let us have some news, of which are so many. News. And as you know, iOS has the Find My Friends app. Google has Android Device Manager, both of which can pinpoint the location of a smartphone and presumably the owner uh, carrying right. it on a right. map. Yep. Uh, this week, Facebook introduced its own variation on the friendly GPS tracker with the live location feature for its Facebook Messenger app. Hmm. This new tool lets you voluntarily share your current geographical whereabouts uh, for an hour. It's a little timer thing, so it's not on forever. And uh, your Facebook family and friends can sort of look and see uh, where you're at. Say everyone's trying to get to to the same restaurant, and there's right. always that one person who's always late. Always, it's usually me. Yeah, and then you can just look on the uh, the map and see how close they might be. Should you order the hors d'oeuvres? You know, are they that far away? Do you need another round of drinks? Hors d'oeuvres. That's a classy joint. Yes, I'm thinking about ordering from the dollar menu. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> or, or you know, or the you know the, the wings and fingers. Oh, uh, here you we know, go. The, the, the pub bar chicken uh, fingers menu. So, uh, so, so that is Facebook's live location feature. Nice. Um, they also updated the in-app camera tool to let users add mask frames and interactive filters to their photos and videos. And uh, as you can imagine, there will be several movie tie-ins with that, including the new Guardians of the Galaxy, Aliens, and the Power Rangers movie, where you can put uh, characters uh, from these films on your photos of people. I think there was a Rocket so Raccoon. What are they going after Snapchat? What's the deal? Yeah, that precisely. Like yes, Snapchat. this is. I think they've. Somebody said that they've ripped off at least four major features of Snapchat. Not wow. ripped off. Uh, emulated. 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 Is that what the term is nowadays? Yes. Uh, and uh, they also swiped a page from the Instagram app and added Facebook Stories, uh, photo and video collections that stay on your newsfeed page for about twenty four hours uh, before disappearing. So they're so. gacking stuff from themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that, well, I guess maybe they figured they own that property, oh, so they're true. just going to, you know, you can do whatever they want. repurpose it for our, our main there thing here. There we go, here. repurposing. Yes, so so that's uh, what Facebook's been up to. Now, Samsung recently revealed uh, what it plans to do with all those recalled Galaxy Note 7 phones it collected during the massive product recall of bonfire, the device. Bonfire? No, they, they have big plans for these. Uh, in some cases, and this was the one that got a lot of people's attention, the devices will be used as refurbished phones or rental phones, presumably after testing uh, for that defect that made many of them originally ignite. No, unless they change the name and the form factor, no. Yeah, and I, I read in one 
report on this. So, oh, well, well, they won't have any of these refurbed ones in the U.S. And I'm like, well, you're going to set other countries on fire. Yeah, that what is, the heck is that all Yeah, about? That, that is not fair. But Samsung did have a little statement on that because immediately that's what came to everyone's mind. It was sure. like, oh, you're going to resell the exploding phones. Samsung says, quote, regarding the Galaxy Note 7 devices as refurbished phones or rental phones, applicability is dependent upon consultations with regulatory authorities and carriers as well as due consideration of local demand. The markets and release dates will be determined accordingly, end quote. So I don't know if that means they're going to dump them in developing countries or who's going to get – or maybe there was a lot of people who really loved the Galaxy Note 7 because it was a nice form factor and the people who had it really loved it except for that kind of threat of impending doom. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's some people who, if they have fixed the little battery problem on the inside, would be willing to jump back in. Can I just say something here? Of course. There is nothing about this that's not icky. Yes. It is icky from top to bottom. Yes, and I believe they might be getting some blowback on the interwebs for I this. I hope so. That's just, come on. It's a money grab. It's like, uh, it's so corporate nasty. It's not even funny. Yeah. Well, this was just one of the things they were planning on doing with uh-huh. these uh, recalled phones. The, I still the think other two Bonfire are, is probably the best idea. Yeah. Well, well, the other two were, were a little more noble in uh, purpose and intention. Um, for those phones that didn't make the grade for whatever reason, they didn't mm-hmm. feel like it could send them back out into the wild. Right. Uh, those recalled phones will be stripped for reusable parts. So maybe they pull out the camera or, you know, other components that uh, can be recycled. Battery? <laughs> Maybe. Battery, take Maybe. those out yeah, with tongs yeah, exactly. and out the backyard. Exactly. And after they, they take all that stuff out, any reusable metals will be extracted using environmentally friendly methods. Yeah, so sure. they okay. want they want to kind of just get them down, I guess, to the plastic and get everything they can that right. can be recycled and, and put into newer phones. What was that Atari game that they buried in the desert? E.T. from yeah. 1983. That's what they need to do with these phones. So just send them out to, you know, bla- big landfill. You know what? Blast them out to the moon. Just bury them on the moon. So, so we'll just it, send them up as like moon garbage? That's right, moon garbage. You know what? We're running out of space here. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the moon for? You know, Come on. It, it is kind of empty. That's like a total New York thing, right? <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, dump it on the moon. Dump it in Jersey. Dump it on the moon. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. I'm yeah. only kidding. Don't do that. Don't get upset, people. Yeah. I think I just upset like yeah. a whole bunch of environmentalists. Keep the moon pristine. That's right. Keep the moon pristine. Yes. But the Jersey people, though, may have some yeah, outside, I think. Recycle, reuse. Yes, you know, healthy, healthy environment. That's we have right. to take care of this earth. That's the only one we've got. I, I'm joking. I'm just yes. joking. You are. You're yeah. having a, you're a bit of fun. Yes. Because I gave you an Oreo and you're getting a little bit of I'm a sugar all, high I'm now. All, I'm all hyped up on yeah. Oreos now. Woo. Yeah. Well, well, let's roll on through some more news. Okay. Uh, we've known the Federal Bureau of Investigation has been known to collect data. <laughs> uh, but according to information that came out of an oversight committee meeting last week with members of the U.S. House of Representatives, the FBI's Next Generation Identification Biometric Database has photos of half the adults in America in its facial recognition uh, file there uh, without their consent of said adults. So they've got this big facial recognition database. We've talked about NextGen uh, before on this show. No, no, I'm sorry there. I just completely like... You were just wondering which one of your photos I have in the database. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be attractive. I'm pretty sure... You know what? I always, on Facebook, I always make sure that when people tag me that I have right of first refusal Uh because I want to look good. Yeah, so you don't want those 80s photos coming No, I don't want those 80s photos where I got the stupid mustache. I don't want any of that. See, at the very least, the FBI could have contacted me first. Yeah, just to make sure that you look good and and whatever they had on their facial recognition uh, database there. Uh, They're saying a lot of the photos that they've got, probably about 80% of them uh, in the FBI's network, are pictures from driver's licenses or passports because everyone looks good there. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, they're not criminal records at all, so they just happen to have this stuff because it's it's state and federal uh, and local uh, law enforcement photos. The face-matching technology is not as good as the stuff you see on your average CBS police procedural, though. This also came out of that uh, committee meeting. And it was found that the algorithms used to identify face matches are inaccurate about 15% of the time. 15? Yeah, wow. so, so none of that, uh, oh, look, we've got an instant perfect match. Can't they just do enhance? You know, like, well, yeah, enhance zoom in, that, enhance, zoom yeah. in, enhance, and then it yeah. looks crystal clear. I, I think the FBI is a little bit behind the writers really? of uh, Hawaii Five-O, but um, <laughs> they're getting there. Uh, and, and this was probably the more troubling, uh, beside the fact that they have all of... There's you know, more troubling stuff. Besides the fact that half yeah. of American adults yeah. are, are yeah. in this database, whether they know it or not. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> the uh, software is also more likely to misidentify people of color uh, than oh, white people, specifically black people. Nice. Um, it... it just can't match up the the facial recognition <sighs> stuff. So uh, a deputy assistant director of criminal justice information for the FBI said the agency's facial recognition system had, uh, quote, enhanced the ability to solve crime, end quote, and stressed that the system was not used to positively identify suspects, but to generate, quote, investigative leads, end quote. What was that Atari game? That they buried in the desert? E.T. from 1983. E. Okay, you know what they should do with this FBI uh, facial recognition? Bulldozer. Just bury it right in Los the, Alamos? Out in Los Alamos. Actually, no, shoot it up. No, I did the whole moon <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, no, yeah. No, forget about it. Well, the, the FBI's, they're, they're fessing up here. I don't know if this oversight committee is going to make them flush the innocent people who accidentally got collected into their database, or they're right. just going to leave them there. And Well, you know, they're not doing anything wrong. They don't have to worry, you know, because that's always the, the excuse that people use. Uh, hey. Director Comey, let me send you a picture, okay? Yes. Yeah, Just I got a real me, nice one please. for you I here. got a nice one. Mm-hmm. I got a nice one. I'm wearing a jacket, a tie. Mm-hmm. Take the one from our uh, Pop Tech Jam thing. You look very nice in Thank that Thank you. You do too. Let's I use do. that. Yeah, they may already have it. Yeah, that's true. Very true. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, so that's what's going on with uh, the Next Generation Identification Biometric Database, in uh, case yeah. you were wondering. Uh, you're just like pummeling me now. No, no, no. Well, well, this, you're going to find you have something in common with Elon Musk here in this next item. I have uh, everything in common you with You do. Him. Uh, I'm except, Tony Stark. Except, except maybe some of the, the money. <laughs> the, the money and yeah, the brains. Banana. Yeah. Uh, well, as you know, inventor Elon Musk, yes. uh, the, the guy behind SpaceX and Hyperloop and, and all the fun stuff, uh, he was back in the news this week. But uh, not for, you know, inventing something else new, but for throwing the brakes on the rapid development of artificial intelligence. He's a little worried about this. Uh, In a story for Vanity Fair written by New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd, Mr. Musk detailed his fears about artificial intelligence on the loose without safeguards. Hello, yes. Uh, I see you you and Elon bonding there. Me and Elon. Yes. We're like homeboys. Totally. He's, you know, saying that, you know, you can't let this stuff get too far out. It needs to be closely monitored. You can't let the AI, Skynet, hello. You go, Elon. You go, boy. And he's also working on that cyborg notion he had a few weeks back. I remember uh, we talked about he was saying that, you know, we need to become cyborgs. That one yeah. made you a little more nervous. Yeah, just uh, a little more hinky. That yeah. was a little, that made me feel Except for the hinky. Six Million Dollar Man sound effects. Yes, you like that of part. course. Da-na-na-na. Yeah, so uh, he's um, still working on that notion, and I guess he's on the board or part of a new company called uh, the Neuralink Corporation that merges software with the human brain. See, that sounds like a total... Bad guy sci-fi Neuralink. company. Yes. Neuralink. They pull up in their vans yeah, and thank you know, you. stick electrodes in your thank brain. You. They're just doing some some experiments. They're calling the technology neural lace. And it involves embedding little electrodes in a human brain that could eventually upload and download thoughts. All right, I'm done. 
I'm done. I mean, this sounds I'm like Philip K. Dick. To I'm me. pulling. Yes, I'm pulling the plug on this show. I'm. We're we're done. Really? Cue the music, producer. Oh, that's me. Yes, that's you. <laughs> Never mind. So you're not gonna, you know, because I'm thinking, does this neural lace make me look fat? Oh God, God, you're killing me, JD. No, no, you're killing me. He's, he's, you know, well, he wouldn't even admit to being part of this company. I think they got third party affirmation that he was, but he, he's. That doesn't I don't make know where the guy. Better. I don't know where the guy finds time to sleep because he's working on the Hyperloop. You know that tube that'll shoot people yeah. across the country, and, and yeah, then he's got exactly. SpaceX because they're launching and they're doing resupply missions and. Sending satellites up there, and you get the sense he eats soylent. I I could kind of see I that. I could see that. I, I know a lot of programmers will eat soylent just because they don't have to think about food or what to have. They right. just keep a jar of soylent on their desk and re-energize when they need to. Nice. I, I I've only tasted a little bit of soylent. I I think gritty pancake batter was the uh, the taste, but it, that's it a nice way of putting it. I had a different way of saying it, but really, it was something that cannot be said on a family yeah, podcast. Exactly right. I see. Um, all right, so so you were not a Soylent uh, no fan. clean tag, clean tag, clean tag. Okay, mm-hmm. so, Soylent was bad for you. Yes, yes. All right. Well, let's move on to something happier. Okay, here. please. Apple released iOS ten dot three this week. Yay! Uh, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it, it, was that the happy thing? It, well, yeah, because because people said, oh, it actually makes your phone a little bit faster because oh, they've okay. reined in some of the animations and they've just really tried to speed it up. Nice. There's a full list of new features on Apple's site, uh, but some of the highlights include the ability to view the current or last known location of your AirPods in case you bought the $160 <laughs> sticks in your ears. <laughs> There's Siri support for paying and checking status of bills with payment apps, uh, as well as support for scheduling uh, ride-sharing apps and improvements to the CarPlay interface. We're going to talk car about uh, car audio later in the show. Nice. And at last, you can delete an unwanted calendar invite and report it as junk. Because remember, there was a whole wave of Thank Chinese you. calendar spam that was coming Thank out when you buy Rolex. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, they have stepped up and finally let you uh, do something with that besides throw it on a junk calendar nice. and delete the calendar. Uh, you can also rent and watch your iTunes movies across devices. Look for your parked car in Apple's Maps uh, app there. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry, Nina. We'll take care of it. Yeah, My daughter, yeah. she wanted yeah, to invest the app. They're stealing her idea. You I know, know they are. Uh, you can also get the weather in Maps using 3D Touch. And uh, for those who are fans of the sport, get cricket sports scores and statistics for Indian Premier League and the International Cricket Council. Those are sticky wickets there. Yeah, they, they are. And the, right. the cricket has a huge audience. It this does. Is, this is big Absolutely. for them. So. You know so, what I've been watching? Australian rules football. Ooh, that, I don't know why they call it rules because it looks like a game that has absolutely no rules. It's, it's do you, rather Do you rough. partake? Do you watch? I, I have seen some of it. Uh, you know, the the, the you, you, when you're looking for rugby, sometimes, you, you know, you yeah. hit that and, and it's – is there like body parts on the field? Well, listen, when you watch that, like mm-hmm. rugby or Australian rules football, and then you watch American football. Oh, where they got 40 pounds of padding please, on Please, there's no comparison. It's like, yeah, you know what? Please. Yeah, yeah. There's well, no comparison. Do, don't they have fewer injuries because guys know they can't ram yeah, their heads in exactly. because they don't have the helmet on? Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. So, so you're you're watching Australian rules football just to relax at night just after relax a long day at work. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice way to de-stress. You know, just yeah. just watch some guys like pound each other into yeah, the grass. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you feel me? I know. I, you know, I, I I I watch a few sports like that myself. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, well, let me know how your team's doing this season. Um, <laughs> Apple also pushed out updates to its iWork suite for Mac OS and iOS. Improvements include the ability to use and open password-protected files with Touch ID. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you can bookmark uh, page documents. So if you need to jump to a different page in your page file, you can put a little bookmark in, jump around within the document. Nice. And there's also an easier time of it uh, for finding and replacing fonts. If you decide oh, this font will just not do, you don't have to go through and change it manually in every I instance. Like that. You can just 
to a, a like global that. sweep. I'm so. sure you really like that one. Yes, as a font nerd, yeah. I, I find this appealing. Absolutely. Uh, a bit of security news here. Oh, uh, boy. The team behind the LastPass password manager software say they are working to fix a vulnerability in the LastPass browser extension. The flaw was reported by a security researcher, I believe White Hat, uh, and uh, while the company isn't going into specifics until they have a patch in place, the corporate blog there says uh, to be on guard for phishing attempts and suggests using two-factor authentication, which if anyone is not using two-factor authentication in this day and age, just get off the internet. But It's my favorite password Well, they, 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 they fessed up. They weren't going to do a thing where, oh yeah, mm. there's this hole, we're not going to talk about it. They mm. let their customers know. They say they're working on it. They hope to get a patch up soon. Just be careful in the meantime. Ugh. At least they told you about yeah, they it. Told it wasn't about like it. a Yahoo enough. thing where you found out two years ago yeah, that exactly. you know somebody in Russia's got your credentials. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, Amazon has hit a little bump in the road in its drive to open that convenience store that automatically tracks what you pick up and walk out with and then bills you accordingly. Remember we talked about that a few months ago? Yeah, what's the bump? Uh, well, it seems Amazon's technology gets tripped up trying to track more than 20 people in the store at one time. <laughs> It also gets confused if an item gets moved from its designated spot on the shelf, which, as you know, is something unfocused shoppers and people with small children will do all the time, you know, whether the adults lose interest in the product or the kids just messing around. I want this. And no, put it yeah. back in you know, the wrong place. So, so that has sort of uh, wigged out Amazon's uh, shopping algorithm there. So, so they're still working on that. A lot of people who run retail stores who were, shall we say, mildly skeptical of Amazon's idea working in the first place mm-hmm. were doing a little Nelson Muntz laugh here. Yeah, there you go. Maybe a little Church Lady Superior dance on nice. top of that. I like that. Amazon did get two of its Amazon Fresh pickup grocery drive through shops open this week in Seattle, that one where you sort of do yeah, your yeah, order yeah. on the internet and then you just go and you pick up your bag of groceries. So, I mean, so that was... Does a machine drop it in the car for you? I don't know if they've got like the robot claw arm that does oh, it. That like the Canada so, arm. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. No, I think it's just you drive through and someone hands you your preloaded grocery bag. Wow. But the robots will be along soon. Of though. course. Moving on, once again, where you have video, you have advertisements. Yes. Twitter announced this week that publishers and creators uh, can monetize their content and for you know brands can advertise against it with pre-roll ads on Periscope video within Twitter. So if you're going to like look at some specific Periscope stream and mm-hmm. somebody wants to buy an ad for that, then mm-hmm. you got an ad before your video. There you go. It's all ads all the time. I know. And, you know, since they're letting, uh, I guess there was a thing for uh, the FCC who's going to let ISP sell people's search information and all that. Yeah. Uh, We're just going to be chased by ads. Oh, that's it. All over the place. Even in person. Mm -hmm. One of those guys, you know those guys that have those signs on the side of the road that flip them around and stuff? One of those guys is going to follow us like nonstop. Yeah. And it's going to be Minority Report. You walk down, the beer advertisement is for you. Yep. There you go. Not that far off. Uh, I'm not going to sleep this week. I can yeah, feel it. Can off totally the grid, man. Just go off the grid. I'm serious. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to. A little cabin in the woods. There you go. And, yeah, you do have to you know, sort of no, cut, cut the digital yeah, uh, pipeline no, there. No manifesto, so don't worry, people. Yeah. I'm not right. into that. I don't think. Yes, all right. Well, here's, here's probably happier streaming video news oh, for people you, who are Comcast customers anyway. Okay. Variety reports that Comcast is planning what it calls a skinny bundle of channels and services, uh, and they want to roll this out in the third quarter of this year. 
The plan will be known as Xfinity Instant TV, just add water, or maybe not, uh, and it'll be available across Comcast markets in the U.S. Uh, this skinny TV package will provide streaming versions of several broadcast channels and possibly HBO, ESPN, you know, maybe a couple of premiums in there. They're in talks. Yes, uh, and it will also provide a cloud-based DVR to record shows when you're out and about. I think the price uh, that were mentioned for this, $15 for the low end, maybe going up to 40 if you add a couple of premiums here and there. Mm-hmm. But uh, for, for people who have Comcast just for broadband internet uh, to be able to have some streaming TV without having to buy the whole Comcast TV package. Right. I think you can, um, they were also testing it without having the Comcast set top box. I think there was a Roku box they were testing with this. So maybe right. it's just going to be a Comcast channel on your, your third party set top box. I'm not sure if Comcast and those companies really understand the whole idea of cutting the cord. It isn't necessarily that they want something cheaper. It's like people just don't want to have to deal with the cable company. Yeah. So if the cable company is giving you your streaming channel, you're still kind of dealing with yes, the cable company, exactly. just not over coax. I'm not. I'm not sure they understand the subtlety. Yeah. Or they, they could be going for people. Maybe, you know, they really want to buy cable, but right. they can't afford it. So. Or they want to save some money. Yeah. Fair enough. So there's that. So. Okay. But uh, that, that's for the third quarter this year, which I believe is fall, right? And, right. And uh, fiscal lingo. Yes. Nice. Yes. And finally. And finally. Both Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and Hidden Figures arrived as home video downloads this past week, so you can relive the magic and wonder without the annoyances of other people in the movie theater. As New Yorkers, we've complained about this before. It's a beautiful thing to watch a nice, beautiful, gorgeous movie on your big TV without half of New York in there talking through it. That's right. And your popcorn is going to be better, too, because you make your own popcorn. Please, make your own popcorn. You have great snacks. Great snacks. I must say... Rogue One, I think, uh, came out this weekend, had a Saturday night movie download, watched it all over again. Nice. It's really up there in in the Star Wars films that have been released, I guess, of the eight, if you count the seven and the, the Star Wars storyline, and then Rogue One is a sort of standalone. I put it in the top three myself. Grand Moff Tarkin, does he look uh, more natural uh, on the You still screen? have the, yeah, the yeah. issue, that Uncanny Valley thing that happened. There, the CGI has come so far. But not that far. Yeah, but not uh, – and I think, it's, I think it was the upper lip. Like if you look at Peter Cushing yeah. in A New Hope and there's just something that is unnatural about the CGI and I think it's like the, the upper lip and yeah. the way words are formed. For me, it's the eyes. The eyes tend to look a little really? too – Dead fish. Yeah, yeah, there's something – yeah, it's, it's obviously not alive. Yeah, because you watch it and you say – because this happens literally right before Star Wars started mm-hmm. and somebody has gone on – Vimeo and spliced yeah. the end of Rogue One with the beginning of Star Wars. I, and you see just how yes. seamless this is. I've been trying to watch it, but every time I go on there, it's like it's it craps out on me. Yeah, and and I'm who knows how long it'll be up to for Disney gives them a C and D on that. Uh, oh, I gotta I gotta do it. But yeah, it's it's a nice little edit and it makes you realize just how much research they did on the Rogue One team to right. just really mortar the end of this yeah. film with the beginning of the next We've one. We've talked about it. I was blown away by the, the, the how subtle the change is and you can actually see the hairstyles, the design. It was fantastic. Yeah, the lighting, it was just all of it. Best us, part so. of that movie. Yes, yeah, so uh, definitely worth watching again on the home video and Hidden Figures, my favorite Great film, movie. along with Rogue One last year, also came out uh, this week. And another one that you can watch and just pick up so many uh, wonderful acting moments from mm-hmm. lead actresses, yeah. bits of math you maybe missed a, uh, the first right. time around. Right. And it's NASA, you know? We love the NASA movies. NASA. It's got John Glenn. Yeah. Come on. We'll have links to uh, where you can go to download those because they're on all the download services. And I believe the uh, physical media comes out in April, uh, the Blu-ray and the DVD for those movies. You know, that's where I'm going. 
Yeah, you like to have your library. I do indeed. But until then, uh, you can find links to all the things we talked about in this new segment of the show at poptechjam.com. Up next, we're going to take a little ride. We're on the road here in yes, our other are. secret studio. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk about uh, audio on the road? Why don't Not we? a lot of New Yorkers drive, no. but maybe you grew up driving. Maybe you're in the burbs. We have listeners all over the world. All of the so, world. And we don't want to be totally New York-centric to think that everyone takes the subway. Some of you out there driving, some of you are probably listening to us now in your car. So let's talk about uh, the entertainment systems on the go. Nice. Now, as you know, dashboard entertainment systems have been around since at least 1930 when a brand new company called Motorola designed one of the very first successful AM radios for an automobile. Nice. Back in the day, they had to figure out how to make the radio work while the motor was running because there was all this kind of interference. Fascinating story of engineering and the, the need for radio in the car I love to succeed. This. I love everything about it. Yes. So 87 years later, uh, even the base model cars now are coming with streaming stations right in the console, USB ports for connecting music players, Bluetooth chips for wirelessly linking devices. It's safe to say they've come a long way since uh, yeah. uh, the Motorola days. That would be an understatement. Yes. And uh, some systems, you can even just throw a bunch of files on a USB flash drive and plug that in and you got music to go. Love it. And tech companies are also getting their software in the dashboard. If you're thinking about buying a new car or you're shopping around or maybe you've bought one recently, you may have noticed that there's a little USB port in the console. I think Mm -hmm. they've had that for years. Yep. But all of this dashboard integration is really kicking up. Apple just uh, enhanced CarPlay and that iOS update. Android Auto uh, is Google's uh, version of that for Android where they're getting into the dash and you're having like seamless integration with your mobile device. Microsoft Connected Vehicle, I think, is theirs. They were involved in, like, the Ford Sync for a while, but mm-hmm. I think that's given way to Microsoft Connected Vehicle. And Rolls Amazon, right off the tongue, doesn't it? Does. It does. You know, I yeah. like all Microsoft products. Yes. And uh, Amazon's Alexa Assistant is even going to be showing up in some Ford and Volkswagen models coming up. They, oh, yeah. Have, I can yell at her in my car. Nice. Yeah, or and, rather, and, my son can yell at her. Yeah, and if she gets made, make sure oh, you yeah, know, I know. she does exactly. not take over the control yeah, of the car. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, Boomy's going to have to be nice to her when she's driving. Alexa smash. Yes. Yes, Alexa, get off the sidewalk. Yeah. Um, but as they did with 8-track and cassette tape decks, so car makers are slowly phasing out compact disc players as integrated features in favor of digital audio. So mm-hmm. for all of this uh, software in the dashboard and fancy USB ports, our old standbys of, hey, I got a CD player. I think the cassette decks have, have oh, been yeah. out for, for several years now. Oh, yeah. But if you still have CDs that you want to play, like, say, yes, educational lectures Absolutely. that you don't want to rip to MP3, you've just got mixes on CD that you don't want to, to yeah. rip down for whatever yeah. reason, or you just really like your CDs and you don't like the sound of MP3s because some people do have issues with the audio quality. Some people do. You kind of got to get creative here. Now, you may see if your car dealer has any aftermarket suggestions that would fit with your particular model. Always a good idea. Um, probably one of the more expensive options. But if you want nice, uh, just a, a deck in the, yeah. the dashboard and not have to deal with it. If you're committed to it, if this is yes, what you really Yes, this is not a, a fly-by-night operation. If there's but, aesthetically pleasing options for you yes, that you're willing to, to pay have a nice for, head unit put go. into your, your fancy digital dash. There you go. Um, if you don't have that option, you don't want to pay the money, you don't have the money, right. you don't see anything that you like, uh, but you still have the stack of CDs, 
it is possible to cobble together an improvised kind of CD system here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe cost you 50, 75 bucks, depending on the gear that you put into the mix here. I think I smell what you're cooking. Yes, uh, and, and you, you uh, master of all audio ports, uh, I'm sure, have found the auxiliary audio oh, port yeah. on many a car stereo. It has saved my life on more than one occasion. Yes, many dashboard entertainment systems still have this nice little uh, aux port. I believe That's it's right. the 3.5 millimeter uh, stereo oh. plug there. Uh, for a while, I think they were putting them like on the back of some of the units. That but really a lot of the crap them, on me. Yeah. Yeah, where you'd have to like pull the whole thing out of the yep. dash to get to the... But now I think a lot of them are right up front. Yep, so right if you front. need a plug a, it in, plug it in. Yeah, not no must, no fuss. Uh, so that is an option. So you just get an auxiliary audio cable, mm-hmm. which has the two male ends of a three point five, and you plug one into the auxiliary port on your dashboard, one into the headphone jack of your portable CD player, your boombox, whatever you got there. Push play, audio comes out the dash. May not be the only. Oh, have to set the input to aux. Of course. But it may not be the super highest audio fidelity you've ever heard, but if it's a lecture, a spoken word thing, something that's been on DVD for or CD for a while. You'd be surprised. It's not too bad. Yeah. So, so, it's not too bad. Yeah. So, so that is one option. You just have to remember that uh, if you're doing this with a little portable CD player, make sure it's secure so it's not bouncing around the car. And it's shockproof. You can't, it it yes. doesn't bounce because, you know, skipping is still an issue when yeah, you're in a car. Especially with the, the roads of New York yes, uh, after winter. Absolutely. Uh, so if you're if you're buying equipment for this, say you're going to get a little $20 portable CD player, the, the shockproof one or shock resistant, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, might be the way to go. Skip proof is what you're looking for. Yes. Uh, yes. The master knows here. So uh, that is one option. Um, you can also, uh, I guess, a boom box. You put that on the floor, the passenger seat or whatever. Works Another too. one. That works too. Maybe a little bigger. Uh, the aux cables themselves, probably five ten dollars depending on where you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so here, you know, maybe you're up to like $30 by the time you buy a CD player. You get the cable. If you don't want to rely on batteries to run the thing, you can also get one of those uh, power charger things for your 12-volt port in the dash uh, console. That's right. And, some, and a lot of cars now come with the actual standard outlet. Yeah. Car, so. Cars have gotten very sophisticated. Absolutely. Um, a lot of new cars support Bluetooth connections, mainly for hooking your phone into it so you can have hands-free calls and conversations while you're driving. But you can also play music. Yes. If you prefer to skip the uh, audio uh, – damn it. If you prefer to skip the auxiliary cable um, – if you are just playing off your phone or streaming, uh, you can do a Bluetooth connection there. That's right. If you have that CD player that uh, you still really want to play these old CDs on, you can get Bluetooth adapters that plug into the 3.5 jack on the mm-hmm. CD player, and then that will let you set up a Bluetooth connection with a Bluetooth chip in the dashboard. Yep. And these things, are, I think, are around $35. MPOW and Dowtronics, I think, are two Dow-tronics. companies. Dowtronics. And there's others out there. You know, prices will range based on the brand name. But that portable Bluetooth adapter is another option. Oh, yeah. And, you know, some people say, well, what about the FM transmitters? I always no, found those to be I horrible. Hated those. Especially hated those. when you're in a really crowded part of the country where there's yeah. not that much space on the FM band anyway. You know, if you're out in the prairie land, yeah. that's one thing. Yeah, you got one station like yeah. every, you know, five decimal points. But, but here in Gotham, it yeah, there's no, and and in addition to the drift, I always found that the sound quality was just really bad yeah. for for the very FM muffled, transmitters. Very muffled, very very tight. Yes, never so, liked it. I'm always about passing me the aux cable. Yeah, you were you were an aux cable kind of guy. All about the aux cable. Yeah, and there's, there's something about a hardwire connection that you're just going to get better sound. It's comforting. Uh, and, and less interference company. potential, too. Totally so. less interference. The thing is, with Bluetooth, it's going to crap out on you 
in the middle of something, somebody's going to call you. Yeah, or you forgot to recharge you it or whatever. forgot to recharge it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and uh, if you're buying a new car, again, you'll probably have all this stuff already in place because even base model cars are coming right. with decent stuff built into the dash. You'll find something in there. If yeah. not, you can just hook your, your phone or your iPod or whatever MP3 player into the USB cable and the uh, console and yeah. play it through there. But so, so much has happened since the days of AM radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. 87 years ago. Yeah. And and this was like the first, they may have even had some like prototypes that they did before that. But uh, this was this was a thing. People knew that on long car trips, they were going to have to have some tunes. There you go. Even 87 years ago, they, they, they went motor. Yeah, they, they, you know, they got a Studebaker, they put in the Motorola radio and, yeah, you it. know. And as soon as Janis Joplin was born and was like singing a Pearl album, full nice. volume, down the road. Very nice. I yes. love it. I so love it. Uh, for anyone who would like to know uh, more about some of these products we mentioned here, the Bluetooth adapters, where to get an aux cable, there'll be a little blog post on our blog where you can find some of this information. And you can find that blog post at popdeckjam.com. Yay. I want to take a road trip now. Yeah. Hello. All right. Yeah, we got to thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. And thank you, listeners, especially if you're in the car listening to us after yeah, exactly. hearing us yammer on about car audio for 10 minutes. <laughs> they're, they're saying like, we know. We yes, know. we know. We're listening to you right now through yeah, a Bluetooth exactly. connection. Yes, but uh, thank you, you chuckle for- heads. Yes. Chuckleheads. That's a good one. I, I, I got to use that I one. Want candy chuckles a little yeah, jelly things. Yeah. I'm all about the candy today. I hear you. But uh, anyway, thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. And uh, we will be back next week with more. Uh, I'm sure there's a something going on in the technology world or the pop culture world that we can uh, discuss, analyze, and complain about. Hey, I didn't mention the American Swans. Oh, darn it. Well, there you go. There you go. I ruined it. Never mind. Well, you know, it's 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 your show. It is my show. It's got, my you, jam. You got to sit on the Davenport and watch your story. <laughs> so until next week when we're back with more, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Get the car keys? Yes. Yes.